This is the Sea to Sky podcast with Marcus, weaving through the issues in Sea to Sky country. Welcome to another edition of the Sea Sky podcast. My name is Marcus. I am sitting with Brian Reiser, owner of 99 North. Uh, I've been trying to get him on a podcast forever. Thank you very much for joining me oh, today. Oh, pleasure to be here. Thank you for your tenacity. You've been, uh, you've been a local advocate for a long time uh, for, the, for the cannabis, and we're, we're going legal tomorrow. But before we start, you cracking that iceberg, getting you off. I want <laughs> good call. Good call, buddy. We got we get Jackie Menezes. Hi, Jackie. Hi. How are Hi. you, oh, we, we met at the cannabis business lunch. You're the moderator. I was the moderator. And how, how'd you get into that moderator spot? I studied uh, plant genetics and plant biology and economics at the University of Guelph. A couple of the key plants that I studied was canola and cannabis and the historical use of cannabis as a hemp plant and uh, a medicinal plant. I was also on the floor in 2012 at the Liberal Biennial where the young liberals brought forward legalizing cannabis as a party platform issue, and then it was made credible in 2014 as a party platform issue to make it uh, legal. So I've been following it ever since and studying, uh, you know, restudying all the, my uh, plant biology as well as my government regulation since then. So we're legal tomorrow. Uh, when I post this, it will already be technically legal when I post this uh, podcast. So are we legal? 95 years oh. comes to an end. 95 um, years of prohibition. Right. Well, it, yes, it, 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 we legal cannabis. And it is not like before I get into the myriad of ways in which it is uh, less than ideal. Um, this is, is an insanely historic day beyond the comprehension of most people, I believe. Like, uh, we're seeing the end of the war on drugs on a global level with this baby step. And it took so long for us to get here. And there are so many people in prison watching the news and thinking, oh, wow, that's the same uh, guy who uh, arrested me and threw me in here, and now he's making a million dollars on weed stocks. But um, no, it is a, it's a historic, a, a amazing, amazing day. A, tiny 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 baby step to see the suffering end you can you can attest to and so can you jackie about the benefits of cannabis. oh it's I ridiculous mean, yes. it's, it's, yeah. it's a Completely. healing plant the hubris of the man and you know it was a man because no woman would be this ridiculous to say hey see that plant growing over the ground that plant's against our law what Mr. Ainslinger, I hope is rolling in his grave. Right, it's, it's a plant growing out of the ground. Like, to think that we're going to make a law, that's against the law. Whose law? It's a plant. You know how many things growing in my lawn you shouldn't eat that are dangerous for you? Like, well, it was a law made, uh, Mr. Ainslinger, back in the 1930s, made it illegal strictly on the basis of a race-based race yeah. policy yeah. To, against um, migrant workers, particularly Mexicans. Right. And that's really the sole basis. And secondly, uh, as prohibition ended on alcohol, he needed some reason to continue existing as the FBI. Yeah. I saw that Adam Ruins Everything sort of documentary. Uh, well, Adam Ruins Everything is awesome. He did one about marijuana and cannabis, and it was basically on racial lines. Yeah, uh, it's no, like it's, there's when, no, there's no moral, financial, yeah. or there, there's no decent human being reason for it to be against the law. It's ridiculous. But tomorrow... That changes slightly. Um, there's okay. still there's slightly. still a so lot we're talking of slightly. I, yeah. I know I know like technically I, I looked at uh, well the police have come out the RCMP have come out and, and the mayors of a lot of lower mainland cities have come out and said listen nothing's going to change yeah like in, in terms of enforcement we're not going to go and lock people up and close people down not on day one not on day one I mean we'll, we'll give there's going to be a certain grace period to sort of uh, sort of phase this in because it's it's it is monumental but hey come on chill out now like it's not like anything major. Is going to change Many of them one. also said 
there as police forces across Canada, they have bigger issues to deal with, one of which is the opioid crisis yeah. brought on by a pharmaceutical, a legal pharmaceutical who lied about their research. Which cannabis helps. <laughs> yes, cannabis like, is actually right? a gateway out of open. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yes, I saw that. How like some of these people are trying to break break no. free from it. They're, they're, they're actually, Man. this this cannabis uh, blend, not necessarily THC. THC there, there blend, are there are hundreds of cannabinoids and trichome profiles, and there is a yeah. myriad of things that help uh, the cannabis plant help for. Like we're, we're hardwired to use the plant. It's um, it's uh, quite quite a journey. But yeah, things get complicated tomorrow because nobody knows the rules. Up till now, um, people know, okay, I'm breaking this law, I'm breaking this law. All of a sudden, there's a whole bunch of new laws. There's The enforcement's going to be greater. Um, and again, baby steps in the right direction. Now, the enforcement, is that basically on the same scale as, as alcohol? Because from what I understand, the reason why the provinces... I would have to admit the provinces had to move pretty quickly to get this into place. And I've been saying since day one, when it comes down to when you want to create a business and where you want to create something, a funnel, a supply of, of, of a certain product in the country, what you do is, all right, you know, I, I have I have drug X that makes you do this, which is absolutely awesome. Okay, so I would go to the government of Canada and say, I have this drug. It's absolutely awesome. And be like, okay. And then you have to go through the process. You're going to have no, to say, is this over the counter? It's a, it's is a this plant. prescription? Well, I'm just, for example. Yeah. And right. And then, you know, then I can tax it this way. And this is how it gets distributed, See, right? Medicine shouldn't be taxed. And the problem they're having is says, oh, we'll let it, we'll, well, we won't charge tax if you can get an RX number. And then you ask them, can a plant get an RX number? They'll say no. And that's what the problem is. Like the plant, like you don't have to um, process the plant where if it's growing, you cut it, you dry it, you smoke it, you get the effects right. as of like, like the opium poppy you have to deal with. And, and there's, so there's a, there's a lot of differences in the, the whole well, medicinal just, thing. Yeah, I get it. But for, I'm just, for, for example, it's just one of those things where, okay, so now it's out there. So now yeah. you at least have a control of the supply. Yeah. Right now the supply is everywhere. And yeah, so but all trying to scale that back to control it, I think the government rush into it was basically creating, well, we already have a system like that called alcohol, so let's just tie it into the, uh, yeah. the LCBO or whatever we have, LCBC here, and basically say, all right, we need to tax every ounce. They already are in a system that controls every ounce of alcohol that's sold, so let's tie it in with them, and they can basically control the sales, so we make our taxes. Now, having a system like alcohol in place, marijuana or cannabis is nothing like alcohol no you can't die from it people that from as long as we've had a conversation someone's died from alcohol yeah. yep. as long as this planet has been existing no one's ever died from weed that's and it is the most studied plant and drug in the world because people have spent billions of dollars trying to prove it's harmful and no one has ever been able to plant, prove that it is so it's all and this whole the rush it's it's not been a rush and make a business easy take it off schedule one that's all I had to do. The business well, and I mean, make it, everything be it tested. It gets complicated because government wants to make their money. They want, yeah, they want, fine. They, they want to tax everything. But that's yeah. the thing. They have, to, they have sure. a system in place that is taxes. We already I do. Mean, I charge all the taxes in the store. I've been running the, illegally. The only, but the only way you can do that on a, on, a, on a local level and control it in such a way that you don't have mass quantities out there is by doing it, putting into a system like the alcohol, like the LCBOs and LCBs, whatever, and sort of control the amount that's being sold. So therefore, that's where you get that overreaching, I think, layer of bureaucracy because, I mean, you can only get your product through a certain vendor, correct? Uh, that, right. That, no, I don't quite understand because everybody can grow four plants. Right. Like they're like, I mean, but they can't just what's, sell. what's the control over other plants? Like if, if you grow three plants, yeah, you back four can plants. you go and sell it? No, 
No, no, no. You can't sell. It's for your personal consumption only, and people yeah. are going to find out really fast. Much like when we when we made chicken backyard chickens, the eagles like everyone's going to grow chickens. Like, no, you know how hard it is for <laughs> to get eggs out of chickens. It's like plant. Like, oh, anybody can grow weed. Yeah, right. Let's see. Yeah. Well, but, let's but go for it. Yeah. Cannabis is also being regulated through uh, the lens of alcohol, but it's also being regulated through the lens of tobacco, uh, which I think is a misstep and needs to be changed. Double misstep. It needs to, you know, the marketing is not anywhere like tobacco. Mm -hmm. Um, And the extract of of cannabis is not carcinogenic. Because they've gone the tobacco route in terms of regulation, it's going to change the industry. Mm -hmm. And we're going to move away from smoking, the traditional smoking. People will always do that. But we'll move more so to the general population where it becomes more acceptable in the norm to drink it in a beverage or a tea or apply it to your body or swallow it as a capsule. Yeah. Well, smoking is bad in general, whether it's like cannabis, like the smoke in your lungs, your, your, your lungs are not meant for smoke. The science coming out of that in regards to cannabis smoke, not a doctor, not as like, I, I, I don't know the, all, everything back, but um, it is, they're not showing that effect, um, which is blows my mind. First right. time I know someone with asthma and they're saying um, smoking helps, smoking cannabis helps. And I'm like, like, like goes against everything you think. Like someone oh, with exactly. asthma should not be smoking. And I, I still believe that regardless of how many hundreds of people t- yeah. with asthma Again, smoke, tell me I'm wrong. Your lungs are not really right? meant for and not, and, oh, Cannabis and not, doesn't have nicotine. And, so, or and the other, billion the additives that they throw in there. And other yeah. carcinogenic ad- items that tobacco has uh, as a natural and or additive uh, in tobacco. Yeah. So, I mean... Again, like, like the point I was trying to make before is like, you know, when it comes to regulatory stuff, I mean, I think the fact that the government or the federal government said, yeah, we're making this legal and we're making it legal by this date, like the, the province were kind of left scrambling, I believe, anyway. No, so, no, it was just so, it's procrastination. I do, I've exactly. been operating my store <laughs> for four years. The, there's a dis- dispensary has been operating in Vancouver for over two decades. The province has over two decades to wrap their mind around it, saying they didn't have enough time. It was procrastination. Like, well, we're going to wait till someone else's. At this moment, every level of government is scrambling. Like today, they're scrambling. Nobody knows what's going to go on because they've all been waiting. And then all of a sudden, they're like, it's 72 hours. Like the province just released their uh, guidebook last week. Okay, yeah, so a couple of days, that's good enough to... Uh, on what specifically? Uh, on, the, on the cannabis regulations. In the, like, there was a lot of regulations that were still... Cla- like, we don't know. Now like, it's all... about workforce, workplace? It, it's, no, well, that and what you're allowed. Like, the, how much you're allowed on your person. This, Actually, like, the, oh, okay. the province released that earlier this year on, on dispensary and retail. So only recently have they, have they come out with actual other regulations as the, the federal government has changed its regulations. Yeah, so, yeah. so they had to modify their regulations oh, accordingly. Because okay. so. yeah, there are some federal bodies that are still making up their minds, right? They still haven't quite figured well, out. The military just came out, I think, last week. Oh, dude, the, there's... The so no, no one... Like if, you, if, you smoke, if you ingest marijuana, you will not be legally allowed to drive for a week. It's, it's madness. But, but the real problem is the whole thing is that when the dream, and so long I've had the dream of legalization, but it was (laughs) under the guise that uh, the old white men would finally realize, hey, you know what, making a plant against the law was ridiculous. Like, it's a healing plant. Let us behave as that, as opposed to, hey, it's still as bad as meth. Let's legalize it, but if anybody uses it, they're going to die a horrible death. Education is the key. Right? Education is the key here because... 
they're making policy and, and workforce regulations based on misinformation and misguided yep. information. The issue of the, the TTC operator who is taking cannabis, which is the non-psychoactive element of cannabis. The, C- and it's the CBC. Cannabis. C- CBD oil. CBD oil. CBD oil. Okay. She's taking that. It's non-psychoactive. It's been proven. There's scientific evidence of it long-standing, yet the TTC is prohibiting her from operating a vehicle because it's under the guise of you are taking cannabis, you are not taking CBD, and the differentiation needs to be made clear that if you go to work, you are allowed to take CBD like you are allowed to take any other uh, painkiller. You're allowed to take acetaminophen, you're allowed to take aspirin. Why not CBD? Right. Same thing like cold syrup. You take it, like she has a cough and cold. She takes like a, a basically a, a decongestant or a cough medicine. You, it's like you're still I think loopy. a little bit more yeah, under, yeah. a little bit more loopy than I would yeah. say well, CBD. You, yeah. Some people you, you should see me on ca- caffeine. I'm a wreck on well, caffeine. I know you're a wreck on caffeine. You seem caffeinated now and you're not, which is kind of scary. <laughs> Drug education. Education is drug education. Sugar, caffeine, sugar. All of those are plant extracts. So being the plant biologist, so sugar, coffee, alcohol. Granted, it's it's you know been fermented, distilled. All of those are plant extracts. Why is cannabis stigmatized? Because Harry Inslinger said so. So, I mean, the education about the CBDs and sort of, because there is, there, the THE is not really, you know, it is mind-altering, right? You are, it does change sure. your state of mind. So is caffeine, so, so is sugar, well, not, so not is... the same, we had this argument before, yeah. I know but, we and, had this argument and sci- it's, it's, a, it's not an argument, it's science, man. Yeah, it but is hyperactivity science. is different than, when it ter- than an altered state of mind, I think, but I mean... Uh, hyper, okay, sugar, <laughs> sugar, sugar and caffeine alters your state of mind. You, talk, you, t- you try to talk to a coffee drinker before they have their cup of coffee, they can't do it. Why? They need their drugs to alter their state of mind. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. If and you've seen a child eat a chocolate bar without having eaten dinner or eaten oh, yeah. any food, right? they and are you're telling off. me it doesn't alter them? They are angry, Come on, they buddy. are frustrated, they're having a temper right? tantrum. I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, and that's an anecdotal piece, but there is scientific evidence behind that. I'm not going to argue with the benefits of CBD because uh, it's way beyond my pay grade. You can because you're the, you're, you're the you're the you know the biologist, but it's it's one of those things where I see the benefit of CBD. I, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I've I've done I've wrecked my body, so I'm really looking forward to it. And I, if it's not mind altering, that's awesome. But it's it's the THC component. I think S- THC component that actually scares people. Of yes, and it, it has been stigmatized. But science is now again back to education. Science is now with. The legalization, as Chief Blair said last night, I call him Chief Blair still, uh, Minister Blair, he, um, and he's not minister, he's, um, he is now talking about the education level and how you have to have people educated on levels of THC to, for medicinal purposes. There are micro amounts of THC that are required to help um, control epilepsy and varying degrees of epilepsy. It's required or, or necessary to help people with PTSD in micro amounts. What those micro amounts are, are still yet to be finally determined. But, you know, I was helping someone with Parkinson's, and L-DOPA has been a long-standing um, prescriptive drug for Parkinson's. The neuro- neurologist prescribing it couldn't find the sweet spot, even after two years, to help the person reduce their symptoms. So that's a legal drug. And even after years of, of use, they could not find the sweet spot. It took them 
three years to find the sweet spot for this person. So again, with CBD and THC, they're gonna have, we have a ways to go to find the right solution. So are we looking at basically CBD products popping up in our shelves tomorrow, like on, in pharmacies and you stuff me, like you that? Remember, you well, remember the 90s with Echinacea? That's my, it's gonna be in everything. And there's no reason for it not to be. Like there, there's really not, but that's my guess is it's gonna be now, everything's gonna have CBD in it, everything, and it should. Like I don't, again, don't see a reason why it shouldn't. A lot of corporations or a lot of companies, uh, cannabis companies are now very rapidly, very rapidly moving their focus from growing fresh plant to dry uh, and sell it in that form to growing plant to just extract and then use it in other products, uh, ancillary products as they're known like edibles uh, and edibles vape pens, man. And edibles and vape pens, it'll be, that's all you're going to see. We well, and you're going to see year, tinctures no. and you're going to see uh, topicals. I throw that, I throw the, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and you're right, you're right, you're right. that, yeah, yeah. you know, your, your grandmother would prefer using that than ingesting it. So yeah. he or she will apply it to their body, to their aches and pains and their rheumatoid arthritis rather than ingesting it. It's so the, that's their comfortable way of getting into the, to that. It is the gateway campus. solve. <laughs> it totally it is. It is the gateway solve. It's one of those things are like, if, if I go to Walmart tomorrow in the pharmacy section, should I be able to find CBD or not yet? What's, is there Dude, a, it's not yet there. You're, they you're haven't, not going to be finding anything. They haven't got the regula regulations for um, ancillary products yet. Right now, they only have it for the smoked product and some extracted products and some encapsulated products, but they haven't gotten to the edibles. And that involves the Food and Drug Administration, and that's a whole other year away, minimum. Yeah. Because I, my first podcast about cannabis, uh, Old Cannabis Part 1, was with Janice Carrera, and she basically, she is uh, CBD International, and she basically lining up products in, in pharmacies across Canada. And it's basically the, what you're talking about. And so, and she's like, all right, I, this is going to be legal. This is awesome. I'm going to make lots of money and you're going to have big corporations getting involved and putting product everywhere. How does that sort of a, affect the market and, and sort of like the local guys like you who've been working at this for so long in the trenches trying to get this out there? Does this, does it change how you operate at all? Or is this, uh, are you looking forward, I guess, does the regulation or deregulation, I should say, make your life easier or is it still just more complicated? Starting up a business with no regulations, totally illegal, it has some fun bits, um, but most of it's a nightmare when you're trying to deal with, like you're trying to run a business and all the rules of a business, but you, it's, it's very difficult. I can't wait for it. And as for competition, I, I didn't forge this for me. Like at no point, it's been, I want to see weed everywhere. I think this world would be a better place if everybody had access. If you ha don't have access and you want it, I don't want it to be more than a block away from anybody. If it's me selling or somebody else, I don't care. I like this world would be a better place if everybody had access to cannabis. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. The universe has thrown me into this role and I gladly accept it. And uh, yeah, I've just, I've seen the good it does both with, uh, with my Crohn's disease and as a recreational user realizing there, there's not really much of a difference. There's, anyway. The, see, I'm all, I'm, there's, I, I touched on about five things. Rah, rah, rah. There's I, so if I, much. If I go to your store tomorrow with a prescription, yeah. do I need a prescription? No, and, I, and I've, we've for a long time said, no, adults can make adult decisions. This one guy came in, and he had a huge scar on his chest, just lost two fingers, and he had a pile, an inch thick of scripts for pharmaceuticals his doctor was giving him, and he says, my life will be ruined if I touch any of this. All I need is cannabis to eat. And like it was huge scripts, and he could have 
So, and he's like, I can't. And he begged his doctor, please fill out this form for me because these will ruin my life. This, I can get through with it. And then at that point, I'm like, well, screw that. You're obviously in need. And to have, and uh, granted, this was a couple years ago, but it was, it's still heartbreaking that, uh, yeah. So I've said like, look, if you're over 19 years old, you're an adult, you can allowed to make adult decisions. And we've been running with that. So nobody needs, you don't need a prescription. You need to be an adult capable of making adult decisions. Well, well no, especially after tomorrow, for sure. No, no, no. See, tomorrow, nothing changes with my store. Everything, every single item in my store will still be as, as legal as it is today, but uh, we're going to keep open until the other ones, because it's access. It's mm-hmm. an access issue. You can't close everyone down until you have the other things open. And as everybody said along this process, it's historical. It's going to take a while. There's going to be bumps and that. And there's still a lot of people that are doing this against their will. They still think to their core that marijuana should not be legal. There's not a lot of those people. Well, because they're fearful. They're Very still so. stuck to the stigma. Of Education. And the yeah. lack of, of clear information on it. I agree with cannabis should be accessible to most people, but like alcohol, it should not be accessible to youth unless they are being treated by a medical professional for various things like PTSD or depression, you know, um, yeah, epilepsy myriad, or any of those other yeah. cancer. That, that, that's a good asterisk. Those, you know, youth, I agree, should not have access to alcohol and or cannabis, both plant extracts, and both should be regulated for people under the age of 18, mostly because their brains are changing so rapidly. Even prescription drugs can cause suicidal tendencies in teenagers when they are given them for depression, etc. So even the legal ones are challenging. So Youth are a whole other element yeah. uh, because of the plasticity of their brains. Mm-hmm. But people who are adults should, with education, have access to the product. Good, good asterisk, because I'm no way condoning youth use, and absolutely not. Your brain is not fully formed until 25. You should not have drugs, and that includes sugar and caffeine are highly addictive, damaging drugs. So I, I'm loving this. Hey, let's protect the kids. But I'm like, okay, awesome. Tell your child that they're not allowed to have sugar until they're 25. And then we'll have this discussion because otherwise you're just talking great. We got to protect the kids. Okay. From what? I mean, like, granted, again, no drugs till your brain oh, is I've fully seen, formed. I've seen a lot of news stories about kids on Red Bull. Right, right. In the school. The other issue yeah. that drug gets, is a drug is a drug. Yeah. The other issue that doesn't get a lot of airplay because the media is still stigmatizing cannabis um, is that prescription drugs accessed by youth, the 13 to 18 oh, year yeah. group, in their parents' medicine cabinet or their bedside table, which are not locked away and not you know put in a in a bunker is very easy for them. And it's one of the biggest problems that communities are dealing with is access of youth to prescription drugs from their parents. Not that their parents are giving it to them. They just leave it in their bedside table or in the, in the, in the bathroom cabinet. And all of a sudden, juniors into them, Percocet, whatever, it's there. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow then, then when it's legal, I can go to my, my, my liquor store and get some product. I can go to you and get some product. And it's, it's now this... Uh, it's, it's accessibility has changed, but the regulations haven't. No, you I'm won't be able to, to go. To, you won't be able to go to the liquor store. So as of tomorrow, yeah. I believe you'll be able to order it online, or you can drive to Kamloops. That would be the only two ways you can get legal marijuana. If you get marijuana from anywhere else, it will still be against the law and with significant penalties. Um, but yeah, so 
nothing really changes. It'll be, I'm, I figure it'll take about three to five years until I can legally sell what I'm selling right now. That's, that's my guess. I'm, I'm kind of overshooting, hoping it'll take three, but like hopefully so what's next year. What, what's what, what's what, net missing? What are, what are um, missing people then? doing their research and relying on science to make evidence-based decisions. And that's all, if you look at any policy, what's missing with this policy? Ooh, evidence-based decisions. We've got um, hysteria and we have people like erring on the side of caution, but very few evidence-based decisions. So in a nutshell, as a former politician and media no. guy and like this is not a thing special to cannabis this is a human because you have your provincial the... license to sell though no no i've got a i have a municipal um business license um which i will be wearing around my neck tomorrow at the door <laughs> um and uh, i am currently in the late stages of uh, i'm one of from what I understand, I think I'm the only dispensary in the province that's received uh, municipal approval, which is up top, right? Nice. For, for, for the listeners, there was an enthusiastic high five given there. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, I'm in the late stages of that, but there's no, um, there's, I'm, not, I'm not through those hoops yet. They're insane hoops. And that's why it's taken so long. And they're, oh, I like how everyone, oh, well, the municipalities are taking too long. It's like, nah. I'm done. We're like, right. it's not stopping me. So essentially tomorrow then nothing really, like you just said, nothing really changes. No. So I was like, so tomorrow, what kind of, why was tomorrow a special day then? Dude, the largest country in the world, like Uruguay, uh, but Canada is the first G7 country to legalize marijuana. It is, it is hugely significant. It's weird because the way they're doing it, advocates are, are pretty bummed out um, just because everybody wanted more. Because at the kind of business lunch where we all had this little meeting about the laws, the provincial laws, yeah. you, you talked about how, you know, the regulations is, is all the right steps in the wrong direction. Wrong, yeah, wrong steps in the right direction. That's right, I, wrong yeah. steps in the right yeah. direction, yeah. Yeah, I, that's, I've been kind of using that as my motto. Any time I read anything, they're doing that. I'm like, hey, we're going in the right direction, just like stumbling a little. And, and, it's, and it's, again, like it's, it's not an insignificant that I'm so hoping. My, the main thing I'm hoping for tomorrow is people can start peeking out of the closet. It's not against the law, but the stigma is strong. People have to die before the stigma is gone. It'll take generations. Well, I'm just saying with, with marijuana, though, like, like, or cannabis in, in British Columbia, I don't think it has such a strong stigma here than it does, say, the rest of the country. One argument we had on our, la our second uh, cannabis podcast, we were talking with one of the growers from the, the, big, the big government thing in Whistler. I'm trying to remember the name of the facility. It's not coming to me right yeah, now. Yeah, it's all good. But we, we talked about how business in terms of tax revenue, in terms of, of money being generated, is there really going to be a big difference here in British Columbia? Because we have such a lax attitude about it here. Or do you still feel that there's, no, a, there's a strong strong stigma here, even in British we're Columbia? We're in a bit of a bubble. Like We're certainly not out east. We're certainly not Saskatchewan in the way they, they've been treated. Like yeah. it's It's... Oh, we're definitely in a bubble. And certainly Squamish is a bubble. God bless the Squamish bubble. Um, yeah, no, it's still, the stigma is strong, man. There's a lot of people, like, they have always mocked as the dope smoking counselor. Yeah, I use cannabis, like, so? I, yeah. like, and the people were usually drunk when they were telling me this. So, like, consider the source. officially tomorrow you can buy online yeah. in yeah. Ontario. Uh, in Alberta, you can buy it at retail outlets. Because I think BC was at the forefront already with dispensaries, et cetera, and, and just the social acceptance of it generally, strangely, on the flip side, they were slower to uptake on some of the regulations and, 
and the retail aspects. So some of the provinces are a little more ahead in that aspect. I think because they needed to make themselves relevant and clear to the general population that, yes, it's legal now, and here's how it's legal. So do you see a big uptick in business then in British Columbia or I think it's Squamish because, um, in, in terms of sales? Because that's, in, that's what what they, regard? Because, in what regard? Because you know, in, in like in global marijuana sales. Well, I, I'm talking about yeah. I'm talking about like in the rest of the country, right? For example, well, because we don't have that stigma. So the argument. Oh, I but made, we do, we do. I I can't like it with it. We well, do. No, I mean, they, I'm just not the they, same stigma like no, say in Saskatchewan. Okay, okay right? so here there are people I know that still to this day cannot come into my store for fear of losing their children or their employment. To this day, so there is huge stigma, and they're going to see: Is it safe to come out yet? Am I still going to lose my kids okay. am i gonna lose my house it's it's Fair it's point. still hugely well, saying, significant in terms, in terms of numbers though i mean in places like it'll saskatchewan, be it, once it, like i can see a spike in sales in saskatchewan i can see a spike no, in sales dude, in ontario but these the people, people who use yeah, here yeah, yeah i mean i think we still have it's more complacent here. oh man no no no, no. there's that <laughs> actually i just thought of a few names that would be funny but there will be no name dropping um because <laughs> that's not what i do no. um but there's a lot of people that go yeah no as soon as it's legal i'm gonna be trying it again i enjoyed it as a kid but i'm not doing it because it's against the law and i don't break laws everyone lives by a code right so that, that's there's no a significant amount of people and it's going to be huge basically yeah the numbers are going to be astronomical and a lot of people because it's been so quiet and because family members who do smoke won't tell you they were not going to tell you if someone's totally anti-weed they're not going to tell you they smoke they're going to keep hiding it and uh when they're allowed to come out of the closet oh hell yeah man mm-hmm. hell yeah it's going to be it's going to be amazing so I can see how the, the, the federal government benefits and I can see how the provincial government benefits because it's basically a sales tax and everything gets taxed and they get their cut. Now, less domestic violence, well, less alcohol use. It's, it's no, it's, it's great. I'm talking about in, in, in benefits to, uh, in benefits to like, uh, when it comes to revenues and stuff like that, yeah. enforcement is next because enforcement comes to the municipal level, which is a, yeah. the point I'm getting to. Yeah. Like Whistler and, and West Van, they're not, they're not allowing any sales in their municipalities because they're just not going to issue any business licenses. And I'm just trying to find out Where's the benefit for the municipalities in terms of, well, they have the policing uh, and they have to do the, the, the business licensing. Yeah, the, the municipalities get their extra business licenses money. Like where else? And they also get their, their, their property tax money in terms of just running a regular business. How else would a municipality benefit from? Uh, from oh, the first municipality that comes out and say, come on here. We have got the best weed, the best time, and the, peop- the first people to treat it as the plant and the amazing social thing it is, is going to reap untold benefits. It's going to be amazing. And, and, and then everybody else will click on. But it, it's because everyone's like, oh no, we can't say it's, are we allowed to say it's good yet? Are we, are, do we still got to say, oh, we got to protect the kids? It's like, can we say it's good yet? Uh, no. Okay. Well, we're just going to keep that in the lid, but it's no, it's going to be, it's our society is going to change. It's not going to be overnight. It's not going to be tomorrow, but it'll be, people are going to come out of the closet. People are going to make evidence-based decisions. And, uh, hopefully this causes a serious hard look at the drugs that are harmful to children that we give them gladly every day. Halloween's coming up. Yeah. Talk about some drugs. Look at how long it took. various liquor boards across oh. Canada to go from the, you know, bespeckled man in the short sleeve shirt and the little golf pencil to, you know, that you filled out your form and he went to the back yeah. storeroom and brought out your two uh, bottles of alcohol that you were allowed to get to the point where you have shishi stores that are marketed and, and labeling and advertising. That took many years to get to that point. Hopefully we have learned that lesson and 
don't yeah. have to go wait that long for cannabis to be accepted in that manner. But I see us as getting revenues, maybe not immediately, but it'll take, you know, at least six months to a year for that so to they, come in, into the system and municipalities like to, to yeah. reap the rewards of that. Because yeah. I like to see how municipalities can do that, you know, apart from property taxes and apart from you know, business licenses. I don't, I don't, Mi- none of the revenue tends to go no, munis- to municipalities are screwed by the funding model that is you, currently in place. Saying, this has nothing to do with cannabis. This is how the federal and province continues to say, Hey, we're going to cut your taxes. But then no, the, the property tax scheme for municipalities, that's a whole other podcast. But uh, in terms of, in terms of cannabis, it's municipalities that, that foot the bill for policing, right? The, the province of BC is still figuring out the funding model of how they will then divvy up the excise tax and their provincial tax that they reap from the industry, the cannabis industry, to then divvy it up and share it with municipalities and how they will share that with municipalities. But the that province has talked be. about sharing. Like if you were going to sell or yep. dispense in your, in your municipality, we will give you some extra money. Sharing, yeah. Here's the responsibility. Well, that's <laughs> right but, now, that's what it looks like. It looks oh, no, like, it is. But everything, so man, for on every us, level. On every the, level. In the corridor, like if we want to bring it down to a local yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, You know, it, 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 you've been selling for a while. There's been other places that have been dispensing for a while. And so I don't think, honestly, tomorrow anything really changes except for the fact that it's more accessible, hopefully, and the fact that the policing or the stigma that comes around it, there's going to be an incitement for more policing and more enforcement, and therefore the bill goes to the municipality. I see right now more of an expense for the municipality in terms of policing and making sure everyone has the proper licensing. The rules were written that way. The, The rules were written so that once it's legal more police are going to be necessary. It didn't have to be that way. But no, it didn't have to be but, that but, way. Um, but again, like this is historic and this is great and this is positive, but the people in charge were the top police. And of course, if you're police, you're like, okay, how do we get more police out there? That's mm-hmm. your thing. So the, there's a lot of laws. Sadly, on the books right now, we have a lot of weird, quasi unenforceable laws. We're going to have more of them tomorrow. Like for one I keep going by, is like everyone's allowed to grow four legal plants. You grow plants in your yard right now, and if a neighbor rats you out, okay, whatever, it's a hassle, So, but no one's going to be arrested. They just take your plants. Now, it's on the books. If you grow, growing four plants, somebody walks by your house or whatever, neighbor looks over and, and can see your plants, they phone you up, $5,000 fine. Right? I what? think policing will see a slight uptake only because people are not, again, educated on what is mm-hmm. legal and what is not legal. And, you know, because there's been such a, a, a variance in you can smoke in your condo and you others can't smoke in their condo. And yeah. You can yeah, smoke yeah. in an airplane lounge and you can't smoke in this hotel room, but you can smoke in the hotel lobby. You're not allowed it's, to smoke it's on so, your boat. It's, slow, on it's, the so, water. it's so variable that there will be a lot of uncertainty of yeah. what is legal and what is not to do with the, with the product. And until that is fully sorted out, police are going to see some uptake. I wish it was more clear cut. Uh, and and there was more clarity given to the rules. And think, speaking do you speaking think that local, should have been a, like a priority before. Oh geez. yes, it okay. should have been. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's what I'm saying. Like nail on head. It just, it also, just seems like it just I, seems like this. Like I said, I, this is why I think everything was rushed. Like Trudeau, uh, I'm not like I'm rushed. Get political oh here. Jesus, no, man! This is, where I get, no. this is where I get political because Trudeau you, said, "Hey, I made that promise. I've already reneged on two. So here we go, marijuana. I promised this one. Dude, Let's get it done." All and the baby boomers. Like, all the baby boomers. No, it wasn't rushed. It should have. We our generation should not have been dealing with this bullshit it should it should have been done back when the baby boomers find out what they've been missing and what they've been forced 
to consume in terms of opioids to manage their well, pain. Well, they are. They are going to be very See, upset. That's it. No, they are. They're coming into the shop every day. They're, they get this arthritis bomb. They're like, what is this? I'm pain-free for the first time in two years. And it's from something that I was told my whole life that this is horrible. We have people coming in who kicked their children out on the street, homeless. They kicked their children out on the street because they were consuming something. Their doctors are now saying this is the only thing that will improve your quality of life. And there reckonings to be done, man. Reckonings. Families have been destroyed. And they're, they're, they continue to be. Never mind so, the incarceration rates, right? But well, just back yeah. to the regulation, I, I'd like to see more uniformity. Oh, wouldn't uh, that be nice? That would oh, be man. level? Or no? Oh, the provinces, no, too. At, it's at a gong show. At all levels. Federal, across provincial, Canada, municipal, municipal and, right? and at the policing level. Yeah, it's madness, um, man. I, I'd like to see more uniformity. <laughs> I thought so. Uh, hey, it, man. It I will go a long way. like a ray of sunshine, but apparently it's just still more clouds. Well, it, it will go a long way to education. Yeah. Because right now, the misinformation is is bad enough is only going to be exacerbated by the unevenness of how the law will be applied. Activism is not over yet. And education. Yeah, nail on head. Nicely said. Nicely said. All right. So what I want to talk about now is, is basically when we talked, I, we alluded to earlier about big business. And, and for, the little, for the little guys like you, when, when you see stocks of these companies hitting, like, like there's, a, there's a company in Nanaimo that's worth more than American Airlines. You know, in totally. terms of, of to, a top, a top of like stock trades and yeah. that sort of business, is this does, does this seem like okay? No, no, wait. This is now overly crazy, or this is what you expect? Is this something that? Oh, well, this is just Seagrams. Look at Seagrams when Prohibition ended. None of this is crazy. None like the only thing crazy is that yeah, again, the plant was ever made illegal, and we're just we're healing from that. People are going to make money off it. It's a commodity. There's I'm hoping, and again, there's always always. The dreamer hoping that oh it'll be just grassroots style like 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 what we did like what we've done in this community mm-hmm. open up the stores provide access and all they just had to take it off schedule one right so all they so, had to do so this whole corporate thing this whole corporate machine it's fine it was business. bound to happen like, it was right. bound to like happen. alcohol and tobacco right you have the That's big the corporations model. who are producers all the way right down to the people who make their own beer and wine and the people who roll the their own cigarettes. Right. Yeah. Well, no, not even the craft brewers. Beyond that, there's you, you and brew. me. The you we brew. can walk into a you brew and make our own beer. Or we can make it in our basement mm-hmm. in small quantities just for us, ourselves. And we won't but, get fined $5,000. <laughs> so, you know, you've got the range. And there are a lot of people who could not be bothered with the science of making their own so, or yeah. growing their own. Um, or brewing their own beer or, or making their own wine, so they'll go to a store yeah. to buy it. They'll, they'll try it once. I tried. I tried to grow once. I tried you br- to make you brew once. Like, okay, really, I'm I'm shitty at both these things. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty much crappy at all of it myself. Right. It just, it just seems like a lot of chaos, you know. And tomorrow it is supposed to be a big, but wonderful chaos. Wonderful chaos. And again, like it's such the right direction and it's amazing that I'm going to see it in my lifetime like say Kareen Lonsdale named okay here I'll name drop Kareen Lonsdale walking down the street so I remember when you were elected you always got up at those conferences and I was thinking who's this kid thinking marijuana is ever going to be legalized with and all change there's always bumps in the road and chaos because people because of the lack of education in the case of cannabis because research was so restricted there's, again, lack of education and lack of evidence to the level that we need it at. So hopefully with legalization, so that's what's going to change too, is now we're going to have more evidence-based educational or access to more evidence-based education. 
Um, right. So that hopefully then workforce will make better policy decisions. No, oh, geez, yeah. Uh, from that. a point of <laughs> a point of knowledge versus a point of hysteria? fear and hysteria. So yeah. we're, we're, so tomorrow is not a magical day as I thought. Oh it was. no, it's a ma- oh not I, I, a, not it is a magical day. It, yeah, no, it is no, a magical no. Day. You know I mean? Again, like, I can't just I can't just start smoking in the street right now. That's that's that's. And uh, well, no, not not legally because you you. The only legal way to get it is you'd have to get it by mail, and there's no day of delivery, so you're going to have to order. The, the way that you'll be able to enjoy legally is to order your marijuana, wait a few days, and when it arrives, um, smoke it in a place where tobacco is allowed to be smoked. Um, otherwise, you could just come on down to 99 North while we're still there, or Grassroots. Oh, there's that what, Sky. Uh, sky High, yeah, yeah. and shout out, to, shout out to all of them, man. Like I'm really proud of uh, what our community has done. And I've got to say, our RCMP has been phenomenal. This local detachment, unbelievable. And our local government, those are historic, historic Historians, not historic, historical, historical. Anyway, important well, people in this time. Well, it's historical and magical in, in the way that many other ill-gotten or ill-conceived um, policies were removed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. The shackles were removed, just right. like um, segregation was removed um, and prohibition was removed. Uh, homosexuality every, every, laws. And homosexuality became legal. Those were all game changers in our yeah. society. And uh, it, it, took, to it took a while. Yeah. You know, homosexuality is still an issue. Uh, right. For the most part, it's accepted uh, in many parts of society, but there's still pockets of it that are still a problem. There's still segregation is still an issue in people's minds, if not actually on the books. It is a magical day. That becomes a, yeah, it's more of a cultural question at this point. Now it's legal, but now it's all about the culture and education. What do you see the future then for the for the cannabis business then? And can we do? Are you looking at basically? You know, they have the craft brewery tours and those wine yeah, tours. Yeah, oh, dude, I can't wait. Yeah, exactly. Agritours. Like Ag- Agritours, yeah, or the, yeah. The, the, the vineyard model. It's going to be slow. It's going to be, um, but that that's already there. Like, everyone's looking at the liquor model. And the, the fact is, like, liquor will kill you. Cannabis won't. Like, it's so much more dangerous. So it'll be a while. We're going to see a major shift in uh, our society. And it's going to take a while, but... When I talked about agritourism when I was in university and that people would go from farm and taste the cheese that was made yeah. there or, or whatever, the wine that was made there or, you know, the, the beef that was smoked at a farm, um, people laughed at me. They thought I was insane for even talking about it. And then five years later, it was started to come into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. So I see cannabis moving in that direction. But again, it goes back to education right. and the removal of the stigma. So removal of the stigma, education, that's next on the list. What else would you like to see on a, on a, on a regulatory level or what's next? Tomorrow's legal, great step, big day. Uniformity of the regulations right. and how yeah. they're applied. Right? Mic drop. So we're talking about, like again, like every, every province having the same sort of level. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, but they yeah, don't, we, we are we one don't, country. But we don't, we don't have that with booze. We don't, help. look at our, uh, we can't even get our heads around buying our pharmaceuticals in bulk with the national pharmaceutical plan. No, no, no. There's a bunch of rich old people messing this world up. I think the pharmaceutical industry is also afraid because they're about to oh, lose yeah. $4 billion. Oh, more than that. Dollars. Well, more than start, that. Let's just oh, yeah, start yeah, buying yeah. into it themselves. And start well, and some have. Yeah. Some have. But um, you can't give it an RX number, so you can't, the, their game can't be played they with will plan. in future be able to give it an rx number oh yeah you they think can't so? just do it right now as they be able Are you sure? they move towards researching dosages mm-hmm. that's why sandos um partnered but with tilray and, and you, they can't do that and though. various other organizations are moving to that 
Well, that's based on, on, on then when, when you have that empirical data, when you know like this amount, this amount does this, this amount does this. Yeah, but does. every plant does something different. Yeah, and well, every plant, like it's... Well, like I said, L-Dopa... This is where like Monsanto and other, you know, well, as I said, people come along. you know, L-Dopa is a prescription drug for Parkinson's. That's been at, around for at least 30 years, if not longer. They still can't quite get the uh, dosing perfect for each individual person. Now we're talking about big corps. We're talking about Johnson & Johnson buying everything that's yeah. related to CBD. Yeah. You're talking about Monsanto coming on and like homogenizing crops so everything has the same yield and has the same effect with the same THC number. I mean, we're, we're talking about like, you know, what we're we doing with our wheat right now. It's a great day. I admit it's a great day. I, I get to get some medicine that helps me. But it also sounds like a Pandora's box we're opening again, you know? You talk about how we, they manipulate wheat. I mean, we have celiac disease and, like, people who can't eat gluten, whereas the rest of the world laugh at us, like, how can you not eat gluten? What's the matter with you? Well, I see some changes coming in terms of when the regulations come in for micro-growing and growing outdoors. Granted, there are, you know, variances in product quality from hydroponic versus being grown in a bunker, as I like to call them, um, versus being grown outdoors. There is a, quite a variance in product uh, quality. So... I think some of the smaller producers, when they are allowed to get into the market growing it outdoors or in a small greenhouse, that's when we'll see some bigger changes for people other than the large corporations. Right now, micro-growing is not legal yet because of the four-plant issue. There's a mm -hmm. bit of gray in there, so that needs to change. Because I was thinking, too, when it legalized, like, players' cigarettes, right? Players have been losing money left, right, and center with their cigarettes. Now I'm thinking, like, they have their own marijuana cigarettes, and they have their own little strains of stuff, right? So it always gets, when you were talking about old white men ruining the world, corporations are those old white men. And that this is where I fear that they're taking a great thing when it comes down to local stuff and, lo and how the grassroots movement moved, and then now we're getting to that level where... Well, we're only here right now because of the grassroots movement. Like, the, the pioneers, like, the Vancouver Compassion Club for 22 years, like, we're here because of them. And, Massive and tips of the hat. I mean, Emery, Emery in Vancouver has, has been one of the largest advocates in well, the world. Dana Larson, Kirk and Hillary Black. Hillary but, Black. Uh, Hillary, but, right? But Emery, Shout yeah, out to Hillary Rhea, Black. And, but, but, uh, yeah, yeah. but Emery is one of those that is struggling to get a license. Yeah, no, we could go. Oh, oh yeah, no, that's uh, that's a whole other podcast as well. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, the, the pioneer, man. The prisons are filled with people mm. that are pretty feeling pretty pissed off. Um, hopefully, and hopefully we'll be quick with the pardons. Well, that's what Mr. Blair said yesterday in a CBC interview is that, you know, somebody said, well, why didn't you put that out first? And he said, well, we have to make it legal first, government process. So apparently the next thing that will come is pardons. Final notes, final thoughts? Ah, uh, oh, Canada. It's not my dream scenario, but we're doing it and we're going forward and I'm alive to see it, man. Mm -hmm. So long. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd see this day, and I'm very glad to be alive for this day. Right. And I'd like to see the stigma dissipate. And Amen. Become yeah. gone with education. Uh, I'll say that again, education. Yeah. And it become a normalized product that can be used for medical uses, as well as for relaxation. Yeah. Everybody goes home and has a beer. People have beers after work. Why is it stigmatized to have cannabis after work just as a point of relaxation? Uh, you know, it helped me with my insomnia, and uh, now it's going to help me hopefully with uh, me getting older. Aches and, and pains. Out, oh, yeah, out, dude, out, you're out, a mess. Out, out, <laughs> I'm not going to go into history. My, my, every time I go see a physiotherapist, and, they're, like, and they're like, what's your history? It's like, well, how long do you have to talk right. to me about my history? <laughs> I've awesome. my body. 
Thanks for having us. Well, thank you thank very much. You. Thank you very much for joining me today. And uh, I, I'll be, it's a whole new day tomorrow. So congratulations to you and, and you're, hopefully you, you prosper. And Jackie, we'll be talking more and more as, uh, as, as we keep diving into this, this issue. Thank awesome. you guys. Thank you very much. This is the Sea to Sky podcast. If you have a comment or story ideas, please check out our website at seataskypodcast.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Sea to Sky podcast. Thank you for clicking us on 